Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Our government running and open. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. This is not just a belief system. Leader Jeffries has the track record to back it up. He is certainly a far contrast from who Republicans have nominated, with or without their votes, to nominate today. But if House Republicans choose, they can still join us on a bipartisan path forward. Let's come together to fund our government, support our allies abroad, and deliver for working families. End the chaos, end the dysfunction, end the extremism. Let's open up the People's House. I yield back, Mr. Speaker. If you want to end the extremism, Representative Aguiar, how about expelling Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib? Although I will give him credit. Pete Aguiar gets called on by uh, Patrick McHenry, the Senate pro tem, and he says, well, uh, uh, Mr. McHenry, I I noticed a little bit more of a smile on your face today. To which Patrick McHenry gets a a round, uh, a standing uh, round of of applause, a standing ovation for going through the last three weeks regarding Speaker. Tony Katz, uh, Tony Katz today, it was a nice moment of okay. This is over because Johnson. now it's over. The votes Allen. have begun. Mike Johnson. Johnson. All red. Jeffries. Amaday. Johnson. Johnson. The Democrats want you to know that Mike Johnson is the architect of challenging the election results. Can we take a moment to remind everyone of two things that are very true. Challenging election results is lawful. Lying about election results is a problem. Stacey Abrams, Hillary Clinton, those are problems. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't mention those things? That's exactly my point. If we want to argue that the issue is the radicalness then let us discuss it across the board. If you choose to be selective, you are disqualified from the conversation. Well, Tony, if that's the case, can we talk anti-Semitism and and Donald Trump? Would you like to do that? I'll do that with you. Donald Trump told some Jewish jokes while in front of the Republican Jewish Congress and actually uh, said to the RJC, you see, your problem is I don't need your money. And people are like, ooh, I didn't think it was in great taste. Rashida Tlaib lies about Israel bombing a hospital and thinks Israel should be wiped off of a map. Now I ask you, are those things equal? Oh, I'm sorry, do you, do you, need, some, do you need some time? Do we have some, some easy listening music? I think, I think we do. I think we hear, here, here we go. Bill Arrakis. While we listen to the vote. Johnson. Bishop of Georgia. They're not the same thing. Every rational person knows they're not the same thing. And you sound ridiculous when you try and tell us they're the same thing. They're not. The guy who moved the embassy to Jerusalem, you know what we were told? He was going to ignite World War III. You know what we should have been told? 
Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Trump's right. And these other people are ridiculous. Why in the world would we have an embassy not in Jerusalem? Tel Aviv's a lovely city. It's waterfront property. I'm sure you can get a nice falafel. But Jerusalem is the capital. Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Always has been, always will be. End of discussion. Ilhan Omar thinks Jews pay off members of Congress because they run the world. For the record, I've never made a donation. So I guess I'm not invited to the, to the meetings. I don't, I don't know. I don't actually know how that works. Yes, Marjorie Taylor Greene did say, I mean, she, she said it, uh, that uh, the Jews have space lasers. She did say it. Something about the space lasers and the Jews. No, too much. People of Gaza are screwed, man. Oh, the more you stare, the more awful it is. And it all ends if Hamas stops. It's a great example. You want to see all these college campuses, all of them wanting to tell you Israel is committing war crimes and Representative Ocasio-Cortez, Israel is committing war crimes and now they have to turn on the water and turn on the power and it's a war crime. Hamas is a terrorist organization, and this all ends if they stop. If they would just stop hating Jews, this would all end. But they don't. They don't stop, and then you get despicableness, disgustingness, like the the United Nations. The Secretary General blaming Israel. But the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas. And those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Excellencies, even war has rules. We must demand that all parties uphold and respect their obligations under international humanitarian law. Take constant care in the conduct of military operations to spare civilians and respect and protect hospitals, and respect the inviolability of UN facilities, which today are sheltering more than 600,000 Palestinians. The relentless bombardment of Gaza by Israeli forces, the level of civilian casualties, and the wholesale destruction of neighborhoods continue to mount and are deeply alarming. The Secretary General said that these things don't happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. No, the people of Gaza have been subjected to the occupation of Hamas. Well, they did vote for it. It's been 18 years since Israel has been in Gaza, and in 18 years, everything has gotten worse, not better. It's like living in San Francisco. Everything's worse. And deadly because Hamas launches terrorist attacks and then hides behind children. And the Democratic Party is lousy with people who are fine with it. 
lousy with supporters in college campuses all across the country who are fine with it. And you know what they say to these college kids? Nothing, you coward wimps. You failures of men and women. You're supposed to tell these children, yes, they're in their 20s, but you know what I mean, that they don't know anything. You're supposed to tell them that Hamas is a terrorist organization so they know. But instead, you stay quiet, you bunch of wimp weasel losers. Follow you, take your lead, and then you're going to sit here and tell me that you're going to go after Mike Johnson, who will most probably be the next speaker. The vote is going on right now. Looks like it's going to be 100%. Right now, that's the way it's looking. All Republicans are going to go for Johnson. Crane. They figured it out. Johnson. Crawford. Including McCarthy, including Scalise, including Jordan. Johnson. Davis of Kansas. Johnson. Now you're going to tell me that challenging an election proves that you're the enemy? Jamie Raskin is a Democrat from Maryland who challenged the election of Donald Trump and then had the audacity to sit as an impeachment manager. If you say to me it's different, you're more than welcome to, but you are not correct. Let us be more clear. You are wrong because you are conflating two different subjects. The idea of a challenge through Congress and the idea of what may have taken place with people like Jenna Ellis in Georgia. Challenges are legal. And even Republicans ask questions about, wait a second, what about federalism? The states have rights. Who are these federal officials to say that a state can't certify their election results? It was a, it was a, a unique, unique thing to say. It's an interesting argument because it's one that's focused on on the Constitution. Something that you don't see from Democrats when they say, hey, we should have eviction moratoriums. That's not a focus on the Constitution. Uh, When when the president thinks that he can just relieve debt uh, and say you don't have to pay it back all, all across America, that's not a focus on the Constitution because spending bills start with the House of Representatives. And here's the president of the United States thinking, well, just sign something, it'll be done. Ah, no big deal. Do not sit here and have a conversation about challenging election results like it's a problem. Because Democrats have challenged election results, and they have for years. Well, Tony, the Democrats didn't lead to a riot. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. This applause, by the way, for Tom Emmer who was never to be voted on uh, in the House. He just voted for Mike Johnson. Everybody Johnson. falling in line right here. Can I say for, for, for the record that when we discuss the idea of challenging election results in the riot that took place on January 6th, I saw people charge the White House while Trump was president. I saw people uh, just uh, last week engage uh, a a sit-in, a sit-in, if you will, a protest inside the Cannon office building where they wouldn't leave and there were arrests and there was vandalism, and then they engaged a chant for genocide outside. 
We don't even talk about it. The fact that you on the political left don't talk about something doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And the fact that you constantly talk about something doesn't mean that it happened, that, that it means what you say it means. There was a riot on January 6th. Wasn't an insurrection. It's just fraudulent to say so. It is. It is fraudulent to say so. A riot sure as heck happened. And while I don't mind if some people, if they were engaged in the destruction of property, went to jail, I sure as hell mind that people have been kept in these absolutely awful conditions, kept from uh, medical professionals and kept from lawyers. You better believe I mind that. And if you don't mind that, what kind of American are you? Well, they're my political enemy, so who cares what happens to them is a really weird thing to say as an American, but a super normal thing to say if you want to make Kim Jong-un happy. When you're an authoritarian who believes that only you know what is right and just and true, this is a very rational thing to say. Who cares if those people get to see doctors or their legal representatives? They're guilty, don't you know? I know they're guilty and that's all that matters. That's when you give up the American card and you become something else that we should vote out of office. You want to really have a conversation? You think the strong argument about Mike Johnson, the congressman from Louisiana, who is on his way to being Speaker of the House. Matt Gates just voting for, Johnson, for uh, Mike Johnson. You think the argument is going to be, well, he was, he was an architect of challenging the elections. Well, show me what he did that's illegal. Because no one's even brought his name up. Pete Aguiar might say it in a statement, but it seems like a Hail Mary. They might pass it around as a talking point on social media, but that's all it is. It is up to us to be rational people. And rational people recognize that ain't none of these people perfect. Ain't none of these people without sin. And I'm tired of trying to discuss whether or not this sin is bad or that sin is bad. Although I will continue to do so, I'm just tired of it. Rather, I ask you, which party is going to create a better society for you and your kids? Which one better represents a value that gets you somewhere? And if you say to me, oh, they're all the same, that's great. You're out of the conversation. You don't even understand how self-defeatist that is. They're all the same. We've clearly proven that they're not all the same. That there are indeed policy differences. The Israel conversation that I just brought up is a clear understanding of it. Well, Chuck Schumer's in favor of Israel. Chuck Schumer won't condemn the other members of his party. Coward. Coward. Stephen King of Iowa says some questionable things. He gets removed from his committees. He's no longer a member of Congress. The guy was the representation of Iowa for years. Rashida Tlaib can lie about Israel destroying a hospital. You know what happens? Nothing. I admit freely that these people have issues. Now, how do I get closer to a life where I'm left alone? Where I spend less in taxes? Where we spend less as a nation? How do I at least try to get there? I'll give you a hint. 
The Democratic Party has proved it's not them. And I can make that argument quite freely. I'm Tony Katz. And they give a standing ovation to Jim Jordan, who just voted for Mike Johnson. And then Johnson of Ohio voted for Johnson. It was was like, it was like, what is the town? Rockridge. Joyce of Pennsylvania. That's what it is. The vote continues for Johnson. speaker right now. Mike Johnson is at 111 votes. Akeem Jeffries at 89. It is looking Jeffries. like it is going Tucker. to be 100% Republicans for Mike Johnson. That's the way it's looking. Tony Katz. That's me, by the way. How you doing? Uh, Tony Katz today. The phone number 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Eight six six nine. That's the number. That's 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 how you get to be a part of uh, the show. I do have. I wanted to get to this whole Trump thing because it was a story in 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 USA Today. Is RFK really a threat? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna break that down. But there was a piece over in SciTech Daily about the effectiveness of Xanax, and. I will admit to you the number of drugs I have taken in my life, prescription, it's a very, very small number. I'm, I'm, I'm not a guy who does drugs. I, I take one thing now. I'm not going to say what it is, uh, but it isn't for anxiety or, or depression, which is what Xanax uh, does, right? Treats panic, th- things like that. So this, this study... That, that that was done is that Xanax may be less effective than journals have indicated and the possibility that the the bias has inflated its efficacy by over 40%. Now, as somebody who's never taken Xanax, I have no idea if it works or it doesn't. I do know that I was in a hospital once and I was in so much pain they actually gave me an Ambien. Um, bless you if you can take this stuff. I tripped my face off and I knew I was tripping. The second hand on the clock in the hospital kept ticking from 12 to 1, just the second, and it kept going. And it was so weird. I looked at it and I said, okay, I'm not all right. It was a horrible experience. Horrible feeling. But you hear stories that people take Xanax like it's candy. Two in the mouth. Was that was an old uh, um, George Carlin routine? Two in the mouth. Um, I want to know. Because I thought that was a stunning number. I, I read this a little bit. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Do people know that this stuff is questionable and... And really prescribe it anyway? Or is it a conversation of efficacy after taken over a course of time? Does the body build resistance to it? I need some kind of medical journal to review this. Because now I'm fascinated. By the way, Xanax is Alprazolam. I want to I know. Do we just take things because we heard that's what we're supposed to take? Or do we take things that are actually effective? Same with prescribing. 
This is Tony Katz today. Jeffries. Mullen. Moore of Wisconsin. Murphy. Johnson. And the vote continues. Right now, you've got Mike Johnson of Louisiana with 158 votes, Hakeem Jeffries with 129, and there doesn't seem to be any stopping this now. Mike Johnson will be Speaker of the House. The Republicans have come to a decision, or at the very least, someone someone they can live with. Someone who they think is going to at least engage some level of the proper priorities. I also must admit I do not know whether or not the same rules are going to apply if two weeks from now, four weeks from now, nine weeks from now, eight months from now, someone can just say, uh, I'd like to call for a motion to vacate. Then vacate the chair. I don't know how that's going to go down. The vote continues and they're now into the ends uh, Norman now voting there, and none of Iowa. I take you over to the story from USA Today regarding Trump and RFK. It's a USA Today Suffolk poll that shows that Trump and Kennedy each get 37% of the vote. I think that's fascinating. I have this right, don't I? Yeah, I believe I believe uh, that that I do. Would RFK really take votes from Trump? Would it really create an issue? He's not going to take votes from 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 Joe Biden. That Kennedy being in this race as an independent would only give Trump a narrow lead, or actually cost him his narrow lead. I don't know if I believe that to be true. In the same way, I don't know if I would trust all of the polls that would show a Donald Trump ahead by so much. I just don't... I, I, I see it. I can't deny that it's there. I, I have a hard time believing it all. And that's why I've said so often that I'm, I'm waiting for Iowa. Sorry, I've been burned by polls enough. But I I thought it was interesting if you think that Kennedy could pull that much. And if you think that he can pull that much, then you understand how absolutely messed up conservatives are if they think that in any way, shape, or form, a vote for Robert uh, Kennedy will get you anything you want as a conservative. That's mental. You're nuts. But maybe more than the poll, I want to figure out whether or not the situation in Georgia is hurting Trump or will. Because you have lawyers, people who have been charged as part of this RICO case by the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis, who have pled guilty. But they're not pleading guilty to the big stuff that Fannie Willis you know, propped up in, in in the case, right? You, 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 you have very, very 
little things that they're pleading to. As, Anth- as Andrew McCarthy, who is a former US, uh, dis- assistant U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York, has pointed out, quote, none has pled guilty to the RICO conspiracy, a racketeering conspiracy, that Willis alleges in count one, the overarching offense that frames her prosecution. Now, what's fascinating here is that we have seen this now in a couple of, of situations. You, you, you see that the RICO statute that is utilized here to bring 19 defendants together is done because it created the biggest bang for the buck, not because any of it, it could be proven. But when you get these little guilty pleas, these small things... What you get, and of course, the apologies. They forced her to, to read an apology letter, and Jenna Ellis is crying. And it, I, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Um, you, 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 you don't have the big stuff. But what you have... Uh, in in a way of marketing is see, well, we're we're getting closer. Oh, the walls are closing in. The RICO case was created, as we know, as a way of trying to catch Trump by any means necessary because you didn't really have the strong case. Right? Uh, I believe that in the case of Ellis, it's a one-count charge accusing Ellis of aiding and abetting false statements and writings. That's, does that sound like criminal conspiracy to you? Yeah, I didn't think it sounded like criminal conspiracy to anybody. I'm not going to argue that Jenna Ellis is any level of a saint. I don't know Jenna Ellis. I, I, I went back, I appeared with her once uh, a few years back on, on Fox Business, Charles Payne's show. Uh, she, was, she was sitting next to me. I didn't know who she was at the time. Um, Ellis got five years of probation, ordered to pay $5,000 in restitution, directed to perform 100 hours of community service, and required to write a letter of apology to the citizens of Georgia, which she's already done. Um, I think the, the public apology thing is super weird and, and, and very, very uh, uh, Mao struggle session and, and altogether uh, d- dis- despicable. But if you hear the story, it's that, oh, another Trump lawyer's guilty. Not guilty of the thing that Fannie Willis set, set forth to, to in, in charging people. Not guilty of that. Not the thing that we were told was the real crime. Well, the crime that they alleged. And that's the story. That what you're seeing, what you're seeing is this kind of dancing around the edges weirdness. And I don't know how any of this actually affects Trump. Sidney Powell's plea deal She's going to testify. I have no idea what that testimony is going to be. 
As Andrew McCarthy points out, she may have relevant testimony regarding Trump, but it's not necessarily incriminating. It's reminded by McCarthy that Sidney Powell, back in mid-December of 2020, according to stories, made a proposal that Trump seize state voting machines. And Trump said, no, we're not going to do that. Trump said no. So it's, it's going to be kind of hard to say that her testimony is, uh, is on the up and up, if you will. Well, it, it, this is very serious when even Trump at the time rejected her and she was going to release the Kraken, whatever that was. And then you've got Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows has been granted immunity former chief of staff for for Donald Trump, spoken with uh, special counsel Jack Smith's team at least three times this year. There's a source that says Meadows informed Smith's team that he repeatedly told Trump in the weeks after the election that the allegations of significant voter fraud coming to them were baseless. Meadows also told federal investigators Trump was being dishonest, quote-unquote, with the public when he first came to have won the election only hours after the polls closed in November of 2020 before the final results were in. Now, there's a difference between Trump saying, no, 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 I want to go after this, I want to try that, I want to look at that avenue, I want to look at that angle. Those things are not illegal. Well, your chief of staff's telling you you lost. Yeah, but I think my chief of staff is wrong, and I think we should go after this angle and go after this angle and go after this angle and go after that angle. And one of the things he's going to say, uh, Trump's going to say is, look, I had this whole legal team, and they were uh, they were like, yeah, we could try this, we could do that. I was like, yeah, let's do that, let's do that, because I, I think this is all just funny business. Even these statements, which is about a different case, it it does not lead to well therefore Trump's guilty and now in the mind's eye if we want to talk about the 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 court of of a public opinion oh that's one thing but i'm talking about it legally for a moment this thing here about mark meadows the stuff here about jenna ellis and uh sydney powell all of it exists on the periphery. All of it. It's not necessarily proof of what's going to happen to Trump. It's not. That they may have an interest in pleading for this and pleading for that is about them. Their needs. And like all people, They will do what they have to do to survive. And yes, they would turn on Trump. No questions asked. Did we say this about Michael Cohen from the very beginning? That Michael Cohen is a guy who absolutely positively cannot be trusted? In no way can be trusted. We knew that the second we saw him. That guy will turn on you faster than you can say hello. He wants to turn on you. That's who Michael Cohen is. This isn't about Trump. 
And that's where the story needs to get moved and maneuvered. This is not about, Jenna Ellis is not actually proving that Trump did anything. Now, that doesn't mean that Trump didn't do something. Don't get it confused the other way. I am just saying it is imperative, imperative to note that what you see from this Ellis plea and the tears and everything else, that is an on-the-fringe charge that has nothing to do with the main charge from Fannie Willis, the, the district attorney in Fulton County, and has nothing to do with whether Trump is actually going to be found guilty of anything at all. Does it hurt in the court of public opinion and possibly the election? Well, maybe. And isn't that exactly why they're having this trial right now? There is no proof that what happened with Ellis or Ellis's plea will mean anything for Trump. There's definite proof that bringing this case now is election interference in 2024. I think that's self-evident. I'm Tony Katz. Twenty votes for Mike Johnson. 209 votes for Hakeem Jeffries. No one voting other. No one voting present. Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana has been elected Speaker of the House. It's over, people. It's over. Grab your bourbons. Have yourself a victory drink because you won't have to deal with this crap for at least another month. It is done. Mike Johnson is Speaker of the House. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? What do we know? What we know is it should not have taken this long. What we know is if you knew you were going to have battles on your hands with Jordan and Scalise and Amber, why even go down the road? It makes weird sense that Mike Johnson would get approval from everybody. Mike Johnson is a victim of two things. A, being for the most part a normal cat. And B, everyone being tired of this stuff. Mike Johnson was the most agreeable guy. There you go. Now me, I have seen him doing questioning. Uh, in committee, and I think he has been very, very good. I appreciate that. I think he's a guy that is going to... Hold on a second. That is applause right now going on for Congressman Mike Johnson. As the Speaker Pro Tem, Patrick Henry, is reading... The and the continues. Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of the state of New York has received 209 votes. 
Therefore, the Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana, having received a majority of the votes cast, is duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives for the 118th Congress. There you go. There you go. Get applause from everybody. There's Kevin McCarthy. Like, I used to have that job. Elected in 2017. Elected in 2016, started serving in 2017. And now, six years later, Speaker of the House. That, kids, is called the trajectory. The chair appoints the following committee to escort the speaker-elect to the chair. The gentleman from Louisiana, Mr. Scalise. The gentleman from Minnesota, Mr. Emmer. The gentleman from New York. And they're going to walk him up, and then they're going to give him the gavel, and he's going to bang the gavel. And I assume we're going to move directly into a, uh, a motion regarding Israel. That's what we think is going to happen. We've got members of Congress who were expecting uh, to call in. Uh, where, how do we get here? What do we think is going to happen? We feel good about this. What's next? And how do we get to the actual governing, Boo Bear? Find everything at TonyCats.com. Be a supporter. We'd greatly appreciate it. Or just be a part of it. It's free. We just want you there. TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today. Tony Katz today.